Hey, y'all, it's Zach. Sorry for not being Wolf. He'll be on momentarily. But first, I have a quick announcement and a request, a plea. I'm, I'm begging. It's a beg. Uh, the announcement. You may have noticed we released a trailer for this first season of Pretending to Be People here on our RSS feed. Uh, we've also uploaded said trailer to YouTube. Yeah! I'm so absolutely fucking lutely stoked this has been on my to-do list for two years now and crossing it off well i won't go into detail but it feels good i have poured everything i am into this show and i'm immensely proud of the result and the fact that my best friends and i have been able to stay close and create this story together it's uh it's it's really meaningful. Shit. Okay. Uh, on to the request, the plea, the beg. Please, please. I'm. You've listened to so many hours of this campaign and like three and a half years of our bullshitting banter. So I beg you, please share our trailer for pretending to be people season one everywhere. Reddit. Discord, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, fuck Mark Zuckerberg, everywhere. It would make me um, feel good. And as Wolf says, the link is in the show notes. Seriously, thank you all so much for listening. We have horribly delightful things in store for you after season one. So hold on to your horses by their sick BDSM gear and get ready. Now, over to you, Wolf. I have a question for y'all, my adoring fans. Do you prefer your bread to be moist or unmoist? Before I answer, you should uh, comment down below what y'all prefer. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And before I answer, this question was brought to you by Wet Bread Incorporated. They make bread wetter. So anyway, I, of course, like my bread moist and sloppy. You throw a couple of slices of that good year old bread into a bucket of room temp milk, let it sit for a month or ten, and you got a damn stew going. And, uh, uh oh yeah, this is live from 694.2 uh, PTBP, the only channel that offers you at least a baker's dozen of new songs every week. This Howlin' with Wolf is from Brendan, who lives in San Diego. They tweeted about the show and tagged at Pretending Pod. Just one of the many ways you can help to make sure your favorite wolf's trash stays good and wet. They write, Wolf, it's me. I was able to use the gun again, and I think this is the right time stream. Things are really messed up. We have to make sure we keep those myriad monsters from stopping the contention boys from fulfilling their destiny. Remember to keep checking the trash for the updates from the head office. Your friend, Dog the Wolf. Head office? Head office? You think there are powers that are above my own in this world, Dog the Wolf? Dog the Wolf, if that even is your real name. What a stupid piece of shit name you have that no one would ever take seriously. If you write this show again, I'm gonna find you, Dog the Wolf. And when I do, <laughs> well, 
I'd probably give you a big old hug. Uh, but then I'll banish you back to your own time from whence you came. And remember, I don't make the rules, except for when I decide to. If you want to write up something for your sourdough damsel wolf to howl, tag at Pretending Pod on the dadgum internet, or write up a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And let my producer know you did so by dropping an email to pretendingpod at gmail.com. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. Follow at PretendingPod on Instagram, though. Fuck Jack Dorsey. Make sure you follow at PretendingPod on Twitter. And fuck Jack Conte. Subscribe to Pretending to be People on Patreon. Discord sick, though, no doubt. <laughs> follow along with our little uh, community over there. All the links? Guess where they are. Hyrule? No, you fucking nerd. The links are in the damn show notes. I am the Segway, and the truth, and the life. No one cometh unto the news but by me. Last time, Rose M-A-R-Y performed its predictable, prepared, profusive prose. Though the production proved powerless due to a pitiful pun, John stood his well-lit ground, shed the skin of his father, and began to alter the stage for what is sure to be a main event level brawl. Don, Keith, and Clark ran for the shiny black building. They were met by a chanting chorus, a singing swarm, a reciting circle, a luminous land liturgy, a crooning crowd that consisted of close to all the characters that have been in this show so far. <laughs> Except for me. But like, I am here, looking around. I'm, uh, fuck. This new world's got me feeling like a child called David after he visits the first Randy Angst. Is this going to be forever? If so, that's fine. I've got Dragon in 3 with What Kind of World Are You Living In? This 10-story tall creature with Rose M-A-R-Y atop it begins to trudge forward. You see little technicolor beams from in front of you as you're running toward this building begin to... As people start appearing on this luminous land all around you, as they hit the ground, they're confused about what's happening. They're looking around. You see they're feeling their skin like they were just recently covered in ooze. And now they're here. And you see with each new person that arrives in this place, the beast grows even larger. You're, you're running away, but as you turn back and look over your shoulder to see, I mean, this thing is growing and growing and growing, and Rosemary is just cackling into the sky. <laughs> ah!
And with one arm, this beast swipes at Silas Cole, picks him up off the ground, and as Silas Cole is devoured by this fist, he is no longer visible. Black and red light starts coming out from the hole that John has made in the ground. And the air around you sounds angry. Keith Vigna, your counterpart, you sent him to his seeming demise. It's your turn. I'll just keep running. Clark. Uh, I want to say real fast that we were we started doing some goof em ups, but when you were describing seeing the town, I was getting like nostalgia waves of joy with each person. When you said Gary Daly was dressed to the nines, I was like, Oh, oh Gary. That was that was really cool. <laughs> that was really cool to see all of our old friends. <laughs> now you get to die alongside them. Clark is hearing hearing that that chant. Is that ringing a bell for him? Is, is, uh, Joe's, I guess, asking, is this the chant that he had heard back when he was here previously? Yes. As this thing reverberates in your, in your head, you kind of think back to the moment. You were in the circle of knowledge. Chief Maggie Cook places this thing, this little bug-like creature with round circular mouths on the bottom of your left foot, and you're sent <laughs> to this place. Or these 12 figures are chanting up to this beast. This beast that now in your memory looks tiny compared to this thing that you're running away from. Yeah. But at the time brought you to your fucking knees. And as you were weeping, you just heard. Clark is kind of with reckless abandon going to run toward that group and he's singing he's singing along. I don't know if he can find a way to get into the circle, but he wants to he's like Shakati leader and the overseer Shakati and he and I'm I kind of emotioning to the guys around me like come on, come on! As you begin chanting this, a light beams straight up into the dark sky from the middle of this circle and a figure begins rising with both of its hands out from the middle of this inner and outer circle that are going in counter and normally clockwise directions and you see a light emitting up into the air from this humanoid's face it is wearing dark robes and it removes the hood above its head, and there's a cowboy hat. (laughs) Like a no shit, like John Wayne style cowboy hat on top of Clark Bishop with black robes about 10 feet off the ground in the middle of this, and you, with your immense power, chanting this same chant has given the overseer an overwhelming dose of unnatural power. Fuck yes, dude. Uh, Clark has a lot more gusto in his chant as he sees this happening before him. (laughs) He is grooving to it. (laughs) Don, as you've gotten closer to this towering building, this building that once looked huge, but again, with the 
perspective you have in this world now with this creature behind you, this building doesn't look so tall, maybe three stories, four stories. You hear the phone ring, and it's ringing from the top floor of this building. You know it to be true in your Pettymore heart. Always trust a Pettymore heart. You shut up, Zach. Don't squint at me. <laughs> frown. No, yeah, uh, Donnie Pettymore is going to run. I, I don't know. Does the building have doors even like i don't know is it like an unnatural yeah you kind of run past this huge group that's chanting not giving a fuck about the thing that is uh, tugging at the heartstrings yep. emotionally of the other three pcs in this situation and you <laughs> <laughs> can head right into the door of this thing yeah i'll like kind of like push my way through the crowd if i'm if they're in the way or like yeah or, love it <laughs> love it even rudely so just like <clears throat> like knocking someone over as i'm gotta get to that damn phone you make it all the way up the stairs you just fucking sprint through these people into this building up yeah. the stairs to the top floor you see a small room there's a table made out of this inky black substance that the entire building is made out of there's a candle that is lighting this room that's sitting on top of this table and the candle is giving off the only light in this room and it is illuminating two objects sitting aside it on this desk one on one side of the candle there is an old-timey radio with strange glass tubes one of the glass tubes of which is broken and neither the red nor the green light are lit on the other side of the candle there's an old rotary phone. Ooh. John. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a bad 3D animation, the ground where John was is just like sinking and sinking deeper and deeper. And and this red and, and white light is coming out of it, this angry light now that you've seen Silas be destroyed. And all you see this turn is that it, it suddenly goes out. And in its place, a technicolor swirl begins to appear. This spinning mass of people who are treating the overseer like the top of a mayday pole as they weave in and out of each other. Now you've got the inner circle going one way, the outer circle going the other way. And before they were purely inner and outer, but now they're weaving in and out of each other. Passing left, right, left, right, like a dosy do, but never quite connecting arms in order to spin around in a small circle before carrying on with a new partner, and they head toward this foe. The the monster. Yes, yeah, sorry. This gargantuan behemoth, big baddie, dripping with shadow. The big bad evil guy, if you will. As these dancing, singing, chanting people from all across space and time and this specific campaign move toward <laughs> this enormous creature, it had just swiped down and grabbed, consumed Silas Cole with one of its hands, and the other arm <laughs> swings across and takes out about half of this mass of people. As it swipes through backhanded, like the second swing in a petty more slap. An uncle slap. Ouchie, ouchie, ouchie. they all say. (laughs) (laughs) Ouchie, ouchie. (laughs) I hear, I I felt a great disturbance in the force as if millions of voices suddenly cried out, ouchie, ouchie, and then were silenced. (laughs) 
<laughs> and with that, half of the Luminous Land liturgy, this group of two intertwining circles chanting, has just been consumed by the arm of the Gigantumbra Pithecus in one swing. <gasps> so, let's play a game. This game could be fun. <laughs> this game could also be not super fun, are depending. You, are you going to force us to gamble the lives of the contingent but townsfolk? <laughs> yes! <laughs> You're evil. This is sadistic. <laughs> You're an evil, evil man. <laughs> the dice tell the story. The dice tell the story, and since I can't trust any of you, Fair. I'm going to need your cameras, like Thomas is doing now, to show me the dice rolls that you will be making. I'm going to assign each of you a group of NPCs, or former PCs, and you will roll, if you roll under 50, <laughs> that Just NPC... Stop. Survives. <laughs> My, I wasn't looking. What did Joe do? It's none of anyone's business. He was rolling his dice. <laughs> down, down by his wiener. Showing us his Getting dice. His dice off. This is a very serious moment. I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's like, just did one if thing you to get roll, too serious. <laughs> if you roll under 50, the NPC that you were rolling for in that moment survives the attack. If you roll 50 or over, they are consumed. By happiness? So we're going we're gonna to start with Justin. Oh, no, I shouldn't have made a joke that made you angry. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, show me this roll. Uh, we'll, we'll roll individually for... For most NPCs, but for the first three, we're going to put them in a chunk. They're all right next to each other. We've got the Old West folks, not the PCs that you guys played, but we've got the bartender, the piano player, and a gambler named Thomas. Kill them. They all have friend branded across their foreheads, and they have a raccoon, a chunky kitty, and a handsome dog. You better not kill him. Oh, no. Justin, don't kill these people. So roll for their life. Like RuPaul says, <laughs> roll for your life. Under 50 survive, over 50 survive, but a little worse for wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? That's my that's my vote. Well, oh, you can't see that. <laughs> rolled off camera. Well, I don't know where to put it. It's too tiny. There's a two. Wait. Okay. My hand. Show us the important one. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> 32. Okay, so good. You got that roll out of the way. Now roll for Jack Perlman. Oh, fuck. <gasps> Why did you make me do the good one first? That's right. That's There's right. no way this is going to land on camera. But we can Pull try. that camera a little bit further away. That way I, I can uh, watch your fucking hands. I got a 40. Yay. I'll show you. Woo. Right on. And with that, Jack Perlman, the bartender, piano player, and gambler named Thomas, all from our old west of contention, have survived. Yay. Next, we're moving on to Joe. Boo. 
Right? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you didn't know, Joe and Justin are feuding this week. <laughs> no, Justin knows that I've been rolling really bad lately, so everybody he throws up is about to get swatted right now. Well, we're starting off with a pretty pretty easy one. No one will care if they disappear. It's Drew Andrews' body. Fuck! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Councilman Carrie right, Pages right, right, right. is likely inside his corporeal his form, but not as like soul or memories. Right, and the excitable Black Lab Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> it's an odd eight. Yay! Well done, well Yay. done. <laughs> All right, next up. Harry Clinker with an old, oh, no. distinguished, oh, no. proud, oh, no. gray dog. No. Don't kill Clinker. Uh, what's it going to be? The boy's dead. It's a 62. <laughs> oh. Oh. Damn. Oh, no. God damn. Harry Clinker stops chanting at the moment that this behemoth's arm is swiping across toward him. His eyes get big. He looks down at this old, distinguished gray dog, pulls out a slice of white bread with some cut-up hot dogs on it, and feeds it to the dog. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right, good job. You done good, boy. As they both get fully consumed. Next up, Gonna roll for old Everett Pace. Okay. Oh shit. Joe Terry. Everett survives. It's a forty-five. Woo! Yeah! I'm so glad to stay around. All right. Good job, Joe. Jack Pearlman fi- <laughs> fires a gun off in celebration in this. <laughs> uh, Luke, your turn. We've got two people for you to roll for. First is going to be. Mildred Mitchell, rainbow earrings, her face completely bruised and swollen from her last encounter with the Contention PD, and on her shoulder is an old gray squirrel. 22. Yay! Yay! They survive, little squirrely. And next is Gary Daly Uh with the golden retriever named Bean. No! He's putting your own dog in it. (laughs) That's so sad. And it's a seven. Yay! Thank God. There you go. (laughs) 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 Woo-wee. All right. Bean well lives done, to see another day. This is going so, so much better than I expected. Whew, my heart was racing for Bean. Thomas, first up, your uncle, Jimmy Sanders, with a possum. Okay. Yeah, roll whatever. <laughs> yeah, Thomas <laughs> Thomas was like, this one can go over 50. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Rolling in a terracotta pot. He rolls 53. Over. (laughs) Who's going to make our sandwiches? The possum was named Common. He was a NPC from Contention Creek Critter Coalition one shot. Okay, but an NPC, not a... there. Cool. Not a PC. And not a dog or a cat. Just a possum. Just a possum. Some (laughs) Some people love possums and keep them as pets. 
fun fact today for you. The John Ball shrieks in right hot, like white hot rage, like, I will avenge you, Jimmy! Jimmy completely hears and understands that as he's fully fucking insane. His eyes have been just as dilated as they ever were on any of his many shrooms trips uh, while he's been in this world and he's honestly been having a pretty good time so as he's consumed by this endless darkness within the arm of this gigantic creature he takes the possum (laughs) he takes the possum by the front two legs stares into its eyes and says down to the next one (laughs) That fucking rules. That's how I want to go. Never go to a second location with a possum. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably just playing dead. Yeah. Uh, Professor Horace Green holding the decapitated head of Preacher (laughs) Sheriff Dr. Bobby Custard is up next. (laughs) I love this character so much. Please don't die. Fuck. That's a death. What is it? 81. Oh, that's too much. (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember what that character voice was, so that's personally Professor Horace Green. <laughs> oh, I Talk just like this. No, I just meant like I'm. I I'm glad I wouldn't have to be playing him since he's dead. Oh, okay, yeah, perfect, good timing. Now, can you play him real quick as he dies? <laughs> now, now play him at his most important moment. <laughs> Of all the wonders I've stared at in the natural world, he says as the gigant Jumbropithecus like is swinging its arm towards him. I never thought I'd imagine I'd see anything so beautiful. And a smile crosses his face as as he's subsumed into the creature. Love it, love it. Now, the last one, Carrie Page's body. Oh no, Drew Andrews. <gasps> Inside with Salem the cat's body. Oh, God. Agent Trent Chad. I hope God loves me enough for this role. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, if you could bow your heads. Have you done your apples today? I'd like to say a quick prayer. Fuck 19! Yes! Yes. Drew lives, and so does his corporeal form. Hell yes. Thank God. We got both Drews. (laughs) Yeah. Guys, this is literally, this is like fucking Thanos snapped and only Hawkeye disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really understand that reference. (laughs) The song Decibel Level is cut in half as a large portion of these chanting individuals are soaked up into the arm of this massive monster that then grows and grows its arm first about twice the size it was before as the ooze slowly forms out over the rest of its being and rosemary leaps from atop now 15 stories off the ground and lands her body does not touch the ground as the four tentacles from the back of her neck slam themselves into the luminous land below and it kind of holds her up, and she makes direct eye contact with the overseer. Keith, it's your turn. Am I just like following Dawn, or how about I tell you, I'm just following Dawn, <laughs> and I, I get into the same room that he's in with the one candle, and I look around, and it's just everything is dark except the candle, and I 
just stare right at the candle and go over to it and blow it out and then I just lay down on the ground and my heart rate kind of slows down and I just take a <sighs> and lay on the ground <laughs> the traditional action turn of a Delta Green character. Yes. <laughs> Clark Bishop, it is your turn. I, uh, take a breather. Take a little nice nap. On the yeah, Clark is going to lay down and... <laughs> <laughs> no, Clark wants to... He's been... This whole time he's been doing his best to kind of keep up with the steps that somehow everybody already knows this this circular dance. He, wants, he doesn't want to look stupid, so he's trying his best to keep going in that dance. He stumbles over some people here and there, but he's wanting to make his way up to get as close to Clark Old as he can, <laughs> or the overseer. Mm-hmm. And he wants to kind of shout, "Hey, um, I'm here. I, I think I did. Thanks. I uh, thanks. Thanks for getting us here. I think. I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. Could I do, I? do you need me to do something? With pure anger in your own eyes, he looks down at you. Haven't you already done enough? I, I I don't I uh I don't know if that's a rhetorical question or not. Uh I feel like we've been doing a lot for sure. Thomas is offended. <laughs> Keep chanting, fucker. <laughs> uh okay, I don't, you no need to be rude. We're just I I you you were pretty cryptic but you brought this thing down here from up there, right? I was keeping it up there. Oh, well, I mean, you weren't here when I did that. I I'm getting a lot of hostility from you. I feel like we've been doing a lot of your bidding and pretty cryptically too if you could have just told me not to do that i would have not done that that seems it's i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't mean to be mean you're being mean it just got me uh i'll keep chanting if it's gonna help he looks down and gives you like a hand motion of like okay (laughs) start please uh clark now is kind of side-eyeing him angrily uh, Chakatila <laughs> Overseer <laughs> Chakatila He's lost all his gusto He was really feeling like things were going good here And he, his feet are like Shuffling back and forth Not very uh, Chakatila <laughs> Overseer <laughs> The wind got sucked out of his sails Pretty quick there <laughs> Um, roll unnatural, please. Oh, oh no. my God. I'm using different dice. I've been rolling bad all night. I'm using these purple dice here. Here we go. It's a contest. I win. Oh, I mean, I pass. I don't know if I win yet. Uh, it's a 31 on a 63. <laughs> uh, with a 37. Oh. Clark, you begin chanting with more gusto than you even had before. As he looks down at you and says a few words under his breath, you are unnaturally compelled to worship <laughs> the overseer. Oh, shit. Shakatila fish. Oh, the overseer. Shakatila Oh, the overseer. You turn out to be a dick. All right, so uh, it is Don D. Pettymore's turn. Um, I'm in the room with the phone, and I, I think I it, he finally stops muttering to himself as he's, like, shocked into the present right now. It's it's here. Uh, I, John, it's here. John? And he kind of looks around 
You see Keith on the floor. Well, but all all around you, you you hear though. You just hear, I'm with you, Don, reverberating in the room around you. Who the hell's this kid with me? And I <laughs> and I point to Keith. Is there any light in this room right now? No. It's completely dark. It, it doesn't matter. And I uh, grab the phone, and I'm like, we got we to gotta get back. We got to get back. That's what you say into the phone? No, I'm just like saying it to John, I think. <laughs> Since I think he's in my head. I'm just going to stay here. This is a nice dark room. <laughs> I uh, pick up the, the, the receiver or whatever. I don't know what the hell the old timey phone. Probably should have looked that up. The handle. It's called the talkie banana. <laughs> you grab the talkie banana. I grab the talkie banana. From when phones were called talkies. Right. Yeah. Before we got the visual component. Does Don have an innate ability of how to actually use the phone? No, he's never used a phone before. <laughs> no, this specific phone. <laughs> Does Don know what telephones what? is? <laughs> Only talk. Telephone R know what he does. <laughs> that, like, I, I guess that's a real thing now, but, like, Don is not Gen Z. He's used a landline, right? <laughs> yes, no, 100%. I think true. he meant the unnatural ability of the phone. How, how does he use the phone with a capital U? <laughs> I guess if I walked up to a supernatural phone, I would just dial like 666 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the spookiest number I could think the of, and then I'd assume that's how it worked. Satan. Satan. But no, I was just, in my history, did, do I know like the number I'm supposed to dial to... To do the things. As you put it up to your ear, deciding what phone number to dial with this rotary phone, you hear... Is, is anyone there? Can, can you help? This is Agent Victor. V-I-C-T-O-R. <laughs> I, I don't what are you saying I don't understand we need help down here I start breaking down like a little bit was that a hang up noise that right there's a hang up noise <laughs> yeah discord cut you off a little bit there yeah I cut, yeah you got cut off sorry oh that makes sense um real real quick Luke that peacock password you gave me a week ago that wasn't right what's your peacock login info Why right now? <laughs> what the fuck uh i'll text it to you i was like i am putting this on the episode if you say it as the tone rings through my face just like completely like just falls and i'm just like kind of staring into space and I drop the receiver out of my hand I, this was this was this is why I can't this is supposed to fix things it's what what happened Keith you hear him saying this as you're the only other person in the room you didn't hear what was on the other end of the line but he's devastated uh, what's wrong this is just enjoy what's around you are you are you fucking kidding me what the fuck is wrong with you, boy? Oh, nothing at all right now. He uh, grabs you by the collar again, like he did earlier 
when he's trying to help you, but much more threatening this time. Keith is just extremely relaxed and, and kind of limp. John, it's your turn. The small hole that had been like deepening, sinking into the ground has expanded. It, it disappeared in a flash, and there's there's a there's a Technicolor swirl there now. It's whirlpooling around in light and and sound. And if you were near the whole wind, all of a sudden, it's so much bigger than the little silver ball, and it grows and it grows and it grows. The light kind of disappears from it and all of a sudden you see like the night sky and from what to you is the ground but what to them is is the air falls upward planet juggernaut keith beans and clark bishop and a john lee pennymore holy shit keith and clark are both wearing bomb squad gear like the Hurt Locker, and you would recognize this as the gear that they had on in the scrap bin. Yeah. <laughs> John looks confused but relaxed. Keith and Clark literally still have like the bloodlust coursing through them from the arena. You see, Clark has these these weird gloves on. They're like magnetic pneumatic hands and he's kind of like punching them and he's ready for a fucking tussle after he gets over his brief surprise when like gravity flips on them and they fall from the sky up into your world. Keith has his nitro gun that he used to freeze 37 members of the of the crowd on family night at the scrap pit and in his other hand he has this crossbow that appears to shoot the blades from like circular saws and (laughs) John looks like he's just come from a couch his shoes are off he's you see his like sweaty socks (laughs) he's he's still got this huge look of surprise on his face from where planet juggernaut Clark Bishop and Keith but not the Clark Bishop and Keith from his timeline have collected him from the house of Clark Bishop's parents after after he watched Keith disappear into into a door and Clark disappear into his book and he took a moment to just watch Wheel of Fortune at Clark's house that's this John <laughs> he doesn't look ready for this world like like Keith <laughs> and Clark do and Planet Juggernaut but the whole like they shoot up out of it and then kind of plop down as they as they encounter the gravity of this world and the hole disappears underneath them it, it just sucks back up and they land on solid ground in fighting pose like in an anime or like cartoon fighting style fucking Clark and Keith are down at the base of this towering planet juggernaut who also has his hands out with his Mickey Mouse gloves <laughs> And he's got them. He's got them ready for a fight as well. John falls out of the air and lands flat on his back, and doesn't know what's happening. And above, above it all, you see a tiny silver ball just like floating. And the camera pans around to where we see a 2D scene, essentially like a fighting video game. And on the left side of the screen, we have. 
Gigantumbrapithecus and Rose M-A-R-Y versus the Overseer and Planet Juggernaut. Out of a tiny <laughs> vacuum in Planet Juggernaut, you see these two, you know like when the Urukai get born? In Lord of the Rings, when they're pulled out of the muck. <laughs> out of like those kind of sacks, the two announcers from the scrap pit get thrown <laughs> <laughs> and land. Yes. Oh, Rich Nichols, let's take a look at the situation at hand here. If it was up to me to decide what's going on in here, I'd say we got a pretty good fight on our hands. What do you think, Dick? It seems we've just been birthed into existence, and that is absolutely wild, but I am all for whatever's about to happen. Fuck! I didn't even realize that it happened. I just got hugged by Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I was just recently hugged by Planet Juggernaut, and now we are here. Is this heaven or is this hell? Well, I think it's maybe somewhere in between. <laughs> hey, what were our names? I don't remember. Oh, I don't know that part. I well, we had Rich do and Dick know Nichols. The last thing that happened, Rick and uh, those were the other brothers, though, yeah, right? Those were our cousins. Was those our cousins? Oh, <laughs> our, your cousins, because you took a moment of silence to remember them. Um, I'll give you guys a second to compose all this while I while I piss, because even I didn't know I was going to spit those characters back out into this <laughs> until I just did it. Uh, yeah, that was incredible. fucking amazing. That's so fucking good. Nick and Mick Nichols. <laughs> This is so incredible. Who is who? Even we don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, Mick? Well, Mick, I can say with all certainty, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I'm definitely not, Mick, I think. <laughs> oh, God. Well, if I'm Mick, it's, and you're oh not Oh, God, Mick. it's happening again. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> Round one. <laughs> 